The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors. Good morning, Long Island, and welcome to DDI on Autism on 103.9 FM, keeping an eye on autism and giving a voice to its Long Island community. I'm your host, Dr. Michael Romis. So glad that you can join us this morning as we share and explore all relevant issues related to autism spectrum disorder. My guest this morning is Jonathan Cormer. Jonathan Cormer, his mom, Jody Murphy, and his sister, Molly Murphy, are the team behind Dork Tales, Dork Tales Storytime, an innovative storytelling podcast. Each episode features the retellings of classic fairy tales with important life lessons and untold stories about the hidden heroes of history. Jonathan is neurodivergent and on the autism spectrum. He also is a SAG Afro voice artist with chari- uh, whose characters have appeared in video games, apps, digital comics, audiobooks, industrials, and podcasts. Welcome, Jonathan. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. I'm, I appreciate your, uh, your making uh, the, the time to be here. You know, right out of the gate, I'm just reading a little bit about you. You are a very creative guy. Uh, to, oh, shucks. <laughs> to say, to say the, ver- the very, very least. Um, we can begin anywhere you'd like, but I'm, I'm wondering how you, how you got involved in media, what your thoughts are about how media informs people's sensibilities, and you, as part of that, are... Uh, also inform on an individual collective basis what that can look like. So to begin, Jonathan, how'd you get involved? Well, honestly, I've been involved with like media or at least taking classes on media since I was in my like mid early, like mid teens. I started taking, uh, I'm, I'm from uh, uh, California, the San Francisco area. And I started taking uh, classes in San Francisco when I was about 14 and they taught me different, uh, different kinds of uh, aspects of the business, not just voiceover uh, acting, but also, um, you know, how agents work, how uh, producer production works, how uh, writing works and stuff, how you do auditions, how you appeal to talent agencies. It's a huge range of spectrum. And I was a part of that group for a a good long time. Um, And it's just kind of something I, couldn't really figure out when I was in school, especially in my middle school, high school uh, years, most of the kids in my uh, class were either really good with computers or jocks. And I was neither of those things. I, um, I'm okay. I'm, I'm better at computers than I was, and I can toss a Frisbee or two, but other than that, <laughs> um, but um, so I f- try to figure out what to, what I'm going to do with my life. I'm at the point where it's like, what, I'm about to go to college. What can I do? And then I got involved in community theater, got a great response from it. Um, it seemed to be something that I could do successfully. And I just kind of went from there and I settled into voiceover work because um, I love cartoons. I love uh, animation. I love um, video, you know, I like video game. I love video games and all that stuff. And I, uh, I wanted to be involved and uh, the best part, but the best part, the reason why I like doing voiceover is because you usually don't have to leave your house and you can do it in your pajamas. <laughs> that's that's so true. And I have to say too, uh, similarly, because of the, the, the radio work that right, I, sure. 
you know, the same idea, right, Jonathan? I mean, it's the same mm-hmm. idea that there is that distance, and it really opens the door, doesn't it, to be able to extend a really broad reach uh, around yeah. you can speak to. Yeah, yeah. It also allows for, I think, uh, a lot more creativity because you're not um, you're not really limited. You're limited and you're not limited. You're limited in the fact that you just have your voice, mm. but it's so much more than just using your voice. You have to, I think a lot of great voice actors should do theater um, and stuff so they can, because you get your body into it. And there's so much more like creativity that comes, like the stories we tell, I would never on stage be able to voice over a hundred characters, mm. but I can play like every character per script in the, uh, in, in the voiceover thing. I can just change my voice and change my character. And that's, uh, that part of it is, uh, is so much fun to me. I bet. I bet. Let's spend, let's spend a minute on that. Uh, mm-hmm. In terms of being voiceover, a voiceover mm-hmm. for the characters, why don't we talk a little bit about the characters themselves? Okay. Uh, and for people who don't know uh, what uh, you know, the first thing about Dork Tales, why, Dork Tales, why don't we talk a little bit about that? And, sure. Yeah, please. Yes. So Dork Tales Storytime, uh, which you can find the, uh, the podcast in wherever podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. Plug! Um, <laughs> You know, it's on Amazon, iTunes, Amazon, Spotify. Um, we also have a YouTube channel if you uh, if you like to listen to stuff there. And um, yeah, the the whole idea behind Dork Tales initially was giving me because honestly, being a a, a voiceover actor, or being an actor in anything, it, it, it's 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 difficult to break into the business. It's very very challenging. It requires a lot of hustle and you're sort of at the beck and call of, you know, uh, uh, different uh, people who are just listening to the auditions of uh, hundreds, if not thousands of people. Uh, And it's just really hard to break in. And so Dork Tales really came to be because we wanted to, me and my family, um, wanted to create something that we owned and that could be uh something that would be used to help develop my skills which it certainly has i I, i've listened to you know the episodes that we started with years ago uh versus like now i i i seem i feel like i've grown quite a bit as a performer and it's also maybe a, a way to kind of help make build a resume for myself Mm-hmm. That, hey, look what I can do. Look at all these characters that I can do. And um, that's kind of where Dork Tales, I think, initially started. And then the added benefit is to sort of uh, what's kind of happened as a result of that is we're now out there telling these stories um, that can appeal to a broad uh, audience. That <laughs> People come and they say, you know, I can't believe he's, uh, you know, it's amazing that he's, uh, you know, on the spectrum as we as we called it or you know neurodiverse mm-hmm. and stuff and that he's he's doing this um the stories contain like a lot of life lessons that you know uh i think a lot of kids uh of all ages uh can appreciate 
I try to put in a little bit of like uh, uh, references or, or humor that maybe their parents can enjoy too. So, cause that's, you know, that's the thing about kids uh, entertainment and then the hidden heroes of history part, uh, you know, it's exploring different uh, people that uh, aren't usually talked about very much in history, different people who made big contributions to, you know, uh, our, our society and history itself. So it's just a way to tell these amazing stories while also uh, building something uh, that I that I can be proud of. I think one of the themes that resonates in your stories, and maybe you said this, the idea of being a hero in in your own story. Which yeah, such a uh, such a nice way of, of framing that because at the end of the day, we're almost essential that we're the protagonist, but why not be the hero, which moves it a little bit, moves the dial a little bit further can you speak right. to that well it's, it's funny you mentioned like the hero of your own story and i i liked how you said it's not just the protagonist it's the hero and it's like what does that mean and you know my character the the, the characters the heroes in my story jonathan uh, no relation <laughs> and uh mr mr reginald mr red mr reg um they're flawed they they are they are flawed uh both of them are 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 flawed they have their own uh, quirks and stuff and they they behave in a way that i think that a lot of people uh do from mm-hmm. time to time they have their little um personality quirks and they but they help and not just those two but the other characters and the stories help them grow to be better people to be better heroes and it's like what does it mean to be a hero i mean i know you're the you know i know you're the hero of our own stories but like what does that mean the responsibility that that comes with it it's not just you know hey i'm uh i i'm the hero everything needs to turn out like you know how i i i i want it because i'm i'm the hero you know heroes face challenges heroes face um adversity and that's i think why we gravitate towards them it's, it's, a, it's such an important point that I feel you're making. I, I do, Jonathan. It really resonates with me because how can you be a hero? Uh, how can you be a hero if you're not facing challenges and, and overcoming? What would be heroic if that wasn't uh, a part? And uh, if you're not learning. Yeah. And if you're not, and if you're not learning it. Because- We're always learning. Absolutely. Uh, hopefully, we're all, all, always learning. I believe most right, of us, right. Right. No, no. I, I believe most of us, mm-hmm. most of us are. You know, I know we're moving towards uh, towards a very quick break, but mm. what I'd love to do when we when we come back is dig a little deeper into the connection with your own journey, your own experience, perhaps a little bit about what it means mm-hmm. to inform some of your characters with your own experience as being. Uh, you know, air quotes on the spectrum or neurodiverse, and what that does for you, how you develop characters. Uh, I think that's going to be really interesting. It certainly is to me, and and to our listeners. So, you know, stay with us. Uh, stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to 103.9 FM. I'm talking to famous Jonathan Corner about <laughs> door tales, uh, door tales, and what it means to creatively use animation. Uh, as one means of expression. Stay with us. Welcome 
Welcome back, Long Island. You're listening to DDI and Autism on 103.9 FM. I'm Dr. Mike Romas, continuing my conversation with Jonathan Comer. Uh, you may recall from the last segment that Jonathan is the creative force behind an animated uh, production of something called Dork Tales, a storytime podcast. Uh, folks, during a very brief break, Jonathan and I were talking about some early roots for this effort that goes all the way back to fractured, <laughs> fractured fairy tales. And many of you, we will be too young to know what we're referring to, but I couldn't help but ask Jonathan a little bit about it. John, can you tell us a little bit about how that fits in? Yeah, I mean, the, the fractured fairy tale idea was sort of, uh, excuse me, sort of the blueprint of uh, what what Dork Tales initially was at the beginning was we would tell these, like we would take these stories that people know and kind of uh, re uh, re redo them, make them, uh, you know, kind of funny, but also in a way uh, educational, they would appeal to kids and they would, uh, but also, as you said, during the break, adults that are interested in that kind of stuff. And then it kind of uh, dubbed it, you know, we added certain things like the hidden heroes part and all that. Uh, but yeah, uh, actually, the theater company that I used to uh, work with when I was younger, uh, the one that got kind of I got my start in, wa- uh, they they would do that. They would actually take like the younger, uh, like, you know, they would perform, they would write these little plays based on fairy tales and perform them on, on, on stage. And that was kind of like, you know, that was like the idea sort of behind uh, what, what we're doing here. You, why don't we take uh, why don't we take a closer look at um, what some of the sto- what some of the stories that you've put forth are like some of the plot lines and how they uh, how they've been developed to represent maybe not your own only your own journey but people who have been part perhaps marginalized and uh, you mentioned being oh my goodness uh, you know uh, uh, some of the difficulties uh, that a lot of people faced in high school why don't we talk about some of the storylines. Well, the thing is, is that um, when we when we wrote them, when we write the the stories or we come up with the stories, we're not the char- We're not specifically making stories. The, the characters are not specifically like neurodivergent or on this or on or on any any or, or, or anything else. But they do face relatable challenges that um, neurodivergent people do face, such as, uh, you know, um, like social anxiety uh uh for anxiety for one uh you know how to res- deal with a conflict different uh you know uh, uh emotional like difficulties and 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 stuff like you know if 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 mr reg for example feels very uh upset you know we explore kind of why he's upset and then maybe tell uh jonathan could tell a story that uh so maybe Jonathan can tell, and then maybe Jonathan can tell a story that maybe can uh, 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 Reg helps identify with that, and maybe he goes, "Oh, I see. I never thought of it that way." And it's the same, vice versa. Sometimes Reg teaches Jonathan something, and then, or we'll have like a guest character, or one of the other characters come on, and they help tell a story, or they teach them something. So it's like kind of like a community. These characters are all a very, despite the world of Once Upon a Time being so large and diverse with different uh you know locations and different cultures and subcultures behind the locations we're all like a tight-knit community of people who are just kind of there to sort of uh, uh help each other when things get uh things get hard 
You know, you've made such an important uh, distinction because what I think you've just shared is much more inclusive uh, than the way I may have originally characterized it. Because as you say, these are the kind of, say, social anxiety. There's nothing unique to people on the spectrum for that. That's the world at large. So for many of us. And so that really describes a much broader net and kind of blurs the line in a good way between someone who's facing this or facing that. So... You know, I, I, you know, I appreciate that. Why don't we Why don't we talk a little bit about Reg? <laughs> you know, yes. Let, let's tell our listeners who Reg is, and a little bit more about Jonathan, the the character. So, uh, Jonathan and Reg are kind of two different aspects of my personality. Right. Uh, the personality of Jonathan Cormer. Um, Reg is sort of the how would I describe him? He's kind of the uh, the more sort of extreme, like boastful. He's the uh, he's the art. He's like the artist. He's got such a massive like love for the world and stuff. But he he often uh, he he wears his heart on his sleeve, and he often uh, uh, runs into trouble. He's he's kind of like the uh, oh, not the negative side of my personality, but the more sort of like the one that's like you would identify who would be on a, like, like me on the spectrum and stuff. Um, but Reg is also, he's very smart. He's very talented. He knows he's very talented and he's, you know, he's not afraid to show it. And the idea of a hedgehog character came from this one show I saw where they introduced me to something called the hedgehog's dilemma, where mm-hmm. people, uh, curl up into, you know, they, they, they have these spines and they curl up to, uh, hide themselves and to pre- and and become very prickly to prevent themselves people from getting close to them and getting hurt. So Reg's whole personality, I oh, I should say he's prickly. He's just mm-hmm. kind of prickly. That's kind of his thing. He's a prickly personality, uh but he's, you know, he's very friendly and he's always eager to like go and challenge himself and do new things, uh but often can get over, in over his head. Jonathan is more of a Mr. Rogers type. He, you know, you know, uh, wonderful day in the neighborhood. Would you be my neighbor kind of kind of thing? And he he's often sort of the uh, the straight man. He's the uh, the 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 Bud Abbott to Regis Lou Costello. He's the straight man initially. But uh, Jonathan can also, uh, you know, get things wrong. And maybe he needs to learn something. You know, he can he can get things uh, wrong at times. And but he's always eager to learn. So they're yeah, they're like two different parts of my personality. Jonathan is like the very, very sort of nice, um, kind parental figure. Mm. Um, whereas Reg is kind of like the 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 kid, the still kid at heart, uh, you know, kind of uh attitude, you know, kid with attitude kind of uh, uh side of me. And I'm sort of Jonathan Cormer himself is sort of a combination of both of these things for sure. Well, you almost you, you kind of beat me there because the, the next question I wanted to ask you was uh, you know you've assigned uh, you you assigned your, your your real name to the Jonathan part of you, and I found myself wondering a little bit about that whether you uh, right right did you regard that as aspirational or why 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 the real name for that that part of you? That actually honestly it's it's it, there's nothing too uh, honestly complicated about that. Um, the idea behind Dork Tales when we first started was doing a live show. Mm. So Jonathan was me. Mm. 
mm-hmm. like actually going out in front of people and performing. And Reg, Reginald T. Hedgehog was a, a hedgehog puppet mm-hmm. and stuff. And then we would have our little our little bit mm-hmm. and, and all that and all that together. And then I think when it became podcast, it's just we just why we didn't have to change the name. Yeah, and yeah. stuff. And I think because um, the person that I want to put out as far as the podcast go, I want to be more closer to Jonathan. Mm-hmm. When I reach out or this has been brought to you, it's more, it's not really Jonathan, but it's more kind of like how Jonathan is. So Jonathan is supposed to be like the narrator. He's the one who tells the stories and then embodies the characters in a way, even though the characters in the podcast are real. Uh, and stuff. They're real characters, but in the live show, Jonathan was the one telling the story. Reg would chime in at first, and then I put him aside, and then Jonathan would go out and become the characters as he was narrating the story. And then we just we just kept that. Never really. Uh, that's funny you you asked that because I never really thought about why we uh, why we didn't call uh, Jonathan Fred or or something like that. Well, I asked it too because I I I was curious as to whether mm. that was a strategic decision or whether it just came out naturally and just reflected how you were feeling, uh, you know, in, in the moment or at, or at that time. And your your response gave me a little better sense of, of of that. So that that was for me anyway very very helpful. And you know, I was thinking too about how actors and some celebrities do uh, define uh, a persona or create a persona and name it. Um, I'm, I'm thinking right now about Beyonce, who describes her performing self as Sasha Fierce and has said so publicly, and she's not alone. We right. Hear that, right? When And, of course, you are an actor. Uh, and maybe that is something to, to find that those parts of yourself that you're going to, to share or want to put forth. Or what now becomes uh, becomes an audience, you know. I, I gotta say, Jonathan, I, I I feel like there's more, much more that I want to know about you and your journey. So I'm gonna ask you to come back uh, okay. next week. Maybe we can draw some through lines uh, between uh, around your experience on the spectrum and some of the characters and the storylines you've developed and your and your passion, uh, your passion for this work. Does that sound good? Sounds great to me. Oh, great, great. I appreciate it. I know our listeners uh, will appreciate it for, for sure. So, you know, we're listening to Jonathan Comer. We're talking about his really creative sense. A young guy who is first and foremost an actor uh, who is on the spectrum and doing some really exciting uh, stuff in the world of theater and, and media. So, to be continued next week. Uh, thank you, Jonathan. Thank you. The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors.